Thank you for listening to Simple Church, where we love God, love others, and serve our world. Tune in today for a life-changing message from our lead pastor, Tom Allen. Well, good morning. So good to be with you today, and uh, we're going to really start a study to help us understand our God, who He is, and um, how wonderful He is. And uh, we're going to call Him the Captain of the Storm, because there's so much misunderstanding about God today. When people think about Him, they ask questions like, does He exist? How do I relate to Him? What is He like? How do I keep Him happy with me? And all those kind of questions fill people's minds who have a faith that there is a God. So today, we want to try to understand God as the captain, the leader of our lives. He's the captain of every storm that could possibly come into our lives. And I pray by the end of this study today and of this four-week study, five-week study actually, that we're going to be a part of, that we will just leave here today and every week filled with new hope and courage and strength because that's what God wants. He wants His people to come together to praise Him as we've done this morning and sing hallelujah to Him and then to hear His Word and then to go out and let that Word strengthen us to be like lights that shine in darkness and salt that brings savor to people's lives. So I'd like for us to pray and ask God to speak to us, and then we're going to study about a subject of hope today. Father, thank you so much for every person in this room. Uh, you love each one of us equally. You love each one of us with an eternal love. That's why you sent your Son, so that we might have hope of forgiveness of sin and hope of eternal life with you. We are so thrilled to meet in this place today and to tell you that we love you and we believe in you and we want to know you and love you and believe in you even more. So Holy Spirit, you're the only one who can cause that to happen. May you use all that we sing and say, hear and do today to bring glory to your name and to be strength and courage and hope to our lives. And we'll give you the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, God called out a people for his own, the Jewish people. He said, you are my people. You are my children. You will be my family. He loved the Jews, and he worked with them over and over again. And to try to help them understand some of his character and some of the benefits that he offered to them, he shares different names that show us his character qualities. Let me show you some of the Hebrew names that do that in the Bible. One of them is Jehovah Shalom. That means I am the God who gives you peace. If you want real peace of mind, come to me. I'm Jehovah Shalom. Another one is Jehovah Jireh. I am the God who provides for all your needs. All your needs. I'm Jehovah Jireh. Another one, Jehovah Nisi. I am the God who defends you. I will, I will go before you and I will prepare the way and I will fight your battles if you'll let me be Jehovah Nisi in your life. So the key thought is this. For every need we have, there is a corresponding name of God in the Bible. For every need we have. Okay? 
It's been said, we can live 40 days without food and three days without water and eight minutes without air. But we can't live a second without hope. Because if we do not have hope, we're not really living. Why? Because we're, to whatever degree it may be, we're hopeless. And when people are hopeless, they do the weirdest of things. Because they're scared to death because they don't have hope. They jump off buildings. They commit suicide. They rob banks. They get divorced. People do the weirdest things when they lose hope. People are crying out today, is there any place I can get hope that I can count on in all the situations of my life? Is there any place I can find that hope? No matter what storm life may throw at me, is there a place where I can find, always find hope? And Romans tells us in chapter 15, verse 13, it says, you sure can. Notice what it says. I pray that God, say these next words with me, the source of hope, okay? So the source of hope is our God, right? I pray that God, the source of all hope, now what does he want to do? He wants to fill you completely, not just partially, but completely with joy and peace because you trust in Him. See, the key for that hope, that joy, that peace that we all want, that's what we're trying to find in everything we do and, and everything we're a part of. We're trying to find joy and peace and hope. God says, you trust in me, and you will find that. He says, then you will not just have a bunch. He says, you will overflow. So when you overflow, it means you're full, and then even more. You will overflow with confident hope. See, that confident hope is not just hope. It's a hope that has a firm foundation under it. I can stand on this hope. I mean, it is strong. It will not fail me. I believe in my God. Then you will overflow with confident hope. And why is that? It's not because you do that. It's because once we come to know Christ as our Savior, the Holy Spirit comes to live within us. He takes up the place of Christ in our lives. And the power of the Holy Spirit is the one who gives us that confident hope. Now that leads us to the Hebrew name for God that we're going to study today. Ezekiel 48, verse 35, gives us the source again, and it is in the, 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 the Jehovah Hebrew name, Jehovah Shammah. Now, catch this, because this will bless you all week long, all week long, no matter what storm life may throw in our way, no matter what opportunity life may throw in our way, Jehovah Shammah means the God who is always there. The God who's always there. He's been there in our past. He is with us today in our present. He already is with us in our future. He's there in the good times and in the bad times. 
And that has such profound implication for us knowing that we can have hope. Since God is with us all the time, whether we feel it or not, there are three sources then of hope that I want to share with you today. The first source of hope is this. This Jehovah Shammah, who's always there, okay, God's presence is watching over us. Wherever you go this week, wherever you go, whatever you do, God is there. He's watching over us. Notice how it says it in Isaiah 41.10. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. So, Brandon has a tree branch fall into the roof of his house and break part of his roof. Okay? Oh, my goodness. Don't be afraid. <laughs> you get a new roof. It's going to cost you something, though, but you get a new roof. Okay? And, uh, you know, no matter what comes our way, and the storms will come, and the opportunities will come, God says, don't be afraid. Now, why are we not to be afraid? Because he says, I am with you. He's the God who's watching over us. Don't be discouraged, for I am your God. Don't worry. I will strengthen you, and I will help you. And I will hold you up. And I just love this. <laughs> he says, I will hold you up with my victorious right hand. Now, when you've got God's victorious right hand holding you up, you don't have to be afraid. See, that's our hope. God is with us. He knows. He cares. And the good news is, no matter what happens, we don't have to go through it alone. So regardless of your situation, God is with you. He'll always be with you. We don't know what our future holds, and we can't control our future. We try. We buy insurances coming out of our union. We put investments and savings and retirement accounts, and we do all kinds of things to try to control our future. But you really can't control your future. You can't even control your present. But I want you to know something about God. God's already lived in your future. You see, we get this stupid idea of God as like a human. It's called anthropomorphizing. We, we morph God into our likeness. And then we think of him like we would think of ourselves or each other. God is eternally different than you or me. He created us in his image, and we have tastes of him in our lives. But he is this eternal spirit God who is everywhere at all times present. The time-space continuum means nothing to him. So he was with you in your past. He can even go back there if he wanted to. He's here with us today, and He's already in our future. He knows all about tomorrow. He knows all about this next week. He knows everything that's going to happen. And He's with us. He's with us. He's gone before us. He's preparing the way for us. All through the Bible, we get that marvelous picture of a Jehovah God who is without limit. 
without bound, no time. Therefore, while we don't know our future and can't control it, God knows and can, can control our future. Notice a couple of verses of Scripture. Psalm 32, 8. The Lord says, I love this, I will guide you along the best pathway for your life. You know why? Because he already knows where that path's going to lead. Because he's already there. He's already been there. So he says, if you'll keep your heart and mind fixed on me, then I will, I will guide you in the best pathway, he says. I will advise you. I love this. I will advise you and I will watch over you. In other words, as I start out on tomorrow, if I'm trusting in the Lord and if I'm realizing he's with me and my hope is in him, the captain of any storm or opportunity that life may throw at me, then I can start out and know that if I start going off on the wrong path, he's already been there. He knows where that path's going to lead, so he'll advise me. Say, no, 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 come back here. Because he knows where he wants me to go. So he'll advise you. He will watch over you. That's why in uh, First Chronicles chapter 9, Jabez was praying a prayer and he said, God, that you'd bless me indeed and that you, you'd expand my vision of, of the horizon of my life and, and God, that you'd keep your hand on me so that there'd be no evil that would come to me. So that you'd guide me each step of the way. And then Lamentations 3, 22 through 23 says, The faithful love of the Lord never ends. His mercies never cease. Great is his faithfulness. His mercies begin afresh each morning. So the first source of our hope is the fact that God's presence is watching over us. The second source is this. His purpose is working in us. God is doing good things. Folks, if we could just believe this, it would make life so much easier. God is always trying because he loves you. He cares. If you know Christ as your Savior, he's your heavenly Father. His Spirit is in you. And he knows the best for you. So God is always at work trying to fulfill his purpose. The reason he created you in the beginning and put you into this life, he's working all the time to try to fulfill that purpose through our lives. He's doing good things in our lives regardless of our situation, whether it's good or bad, when we understand or when nothing makes sense at all. God is there. I'm going to show you a powerful portion of Scripture in Romans, chapter 8. What we do is we usually look at 8.28, Romans 8.28, and we, we love that verse and memorize that verse, but there's two verses before it that really explain what it means. So notice verse 26. And the Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness. For example, we don't know what God wants us to pray for, but the Holy Spirit prays for us with groanings that cannot be expressed in words. In other words, all day long, the Holy Spirit inside of us is praying for us. Not just praying, but with groanings. That means earnest, effective prayer. Oh, God, Father, direct these people in the way. And it's his job to represent the Father, to advise us and to correct us and to lead us. He goes on and says, And the Father who knows all hearts knows what the 
Spirit is saying. For the Spirit pleads for us believers in harmony with God's will, God's own will. In other words, the Holy Spirit is praying for us, and the Father hears that, and the Father knows what he wants for us, and the Spirit is praying that nothing will hinder that from your life or mine. Now, that's where then we come to Romans 8, 28. So we got all this stuff going on by the Spirit of God and God the Father working in us, and then we can come to verse 28, which says, and we know, there's our confident hope, and we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who, but there's two qualifiers here, who love God. That means you, you, your focus is on Him. And who are called according to His purpose for them. In other words, that you have that faith, that saving faith in Him through His Son, Jesus Christ, and receiving Him as your Savior, as the forgiver of your sin. God says, I'm going to work all things together for good. Does that include new blessings and new opportunities in our lives? Yeah, God can work those together for good. Does that include illness or unemployment or a failure? Yes, God says, I can work that together for good too, in the mix. Does that include a miscarriage, a stupid decision, a freak accident? You see, nowhere in the Bible does it say that everything is good, but it says this God who has all this prayer that's going on for us inside of us. The Holy Spirit saying, oh, God, the Father, keep them on the right path. Advise them and protect them and, and bless them. And he's praying for us, and God hears, and he knows his purpose for us. And God says, okay, no matter what life throws at you, I'm the captain of the storm. I'm the captain of all this stuff. Whatever's going to come between Monday and Saturday or even this afternoon, I'm the captain of it. And, and, and I, can, I can make it all work together for good. My mom was a great baker. And uh, she made pie crusts that were better than all of your moms put together. Okay? You're not even, not even a candle to what my mom could do. And I watched her many, many times, and I was always amazed at how flaky and delicious and solid yet flaky and tender her crusts were. And especially then you put the pecan filling in it or the, the, the cherries or the apples, and oh my goodness, it was good. But I'd watch her make those things, and she would take salt, and she would take flour, and she would take lard. Young people don't even know what lard is. Okay? It's emulsified pig fat. And she would take emulsified pig fat and flour and salt, and she would start kneading it together. I watched her so many times. She had no recipe. She had no picture on her computer, which wasn't existent at that time, of what to do. She just started kneading it together. And she took all of those lousy ingredients, you wouldn't want to eat any of them, and she started mixing them together, and I would watch her. And when she would come to where it felt just right, and she would know that feeling, then she'd roll it out and put it in. 
oh my goodness, better than anything you've ever tasted. Okay? So good. You know why? Because she took all those things and she mixed them together and all those things that we wouldn't eat any of them by itself mixed together. Man, were they good. Good. God says that's exactly what the captain of the storm can do with anything this life will throw at you if you will trust Him. And that is the truth that gives us our hope today. He's the captain of the storm. He's the God who hears the prayers that we pray and the prayers of the Holy Spirit, and He'll lead us in the way that fulfills His purpose and plan for our lives if we'll keep our eyes on Him. The final source of hope is this. God's presence is watching over us. His purpose is working in us. Third source of our hope, God's peace, God's place is waiting for us. In other words, He has a place for us to spend eternity with Him. Notice how Jesus puts it in John 14, 1 through 3. Don't let your hearts be troubled. So this week, He's saying, don't let your hearts be troubled. I am present with you. I'm watching over you. I'm working out my purpose in you. And I got a place for you when this thing is done down here. He says, don't let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God. Trust also in me. There is more than enough room in my Father's home. And if this were not so, would I have told you that I'm going to prepare a place for you? When every, I love this. When everything is ready, God's the captain. When everything is ready, I will come and get you so that you will always be with me where I am. Well, man, if you have a God who's with you everywhere you go this week, and if you have a God who's working out His purpose in your life this week, and if you and I have a God who has a place that He's preparing for us to be with Him forever this week, then why should we be afraid? Our captain, who can calm any storm, He'll take us through. He'll guide us to his plan and his fulfillment. And that gives us the reason for hope. So, let me just summarize it. Maybe you have felt trapped in a hopeless marriage. And uh, you've tried and tried and, and, and you just don't know what to do. Your marriage seems like it's on the rocks. Maybe you felt trapped in a hopeless career and you've tried one job after another job and you can't seem to find the right one. Maybe you uh, are stuck in a hopeless health problem and you've gone to the doctors and you've tried all the cures and they aren't working. Maybe you have a hopeless situation with a child. Maybe you have a hopeless situation with your finances and you can't seem to get out of debt. You try and try and you can't seem to get out of debt. Maybe you're a single parent and there are those days that you feel powerless and hopeless to cope. Well, if today there's any kind of hopelessness in you, I want to encourage you to remember how much God cares for you. God has done and is doing everything the God of 
eternity can do for us. We just have to believe and claim it and let it become real in our lives through faith and obedience. Last verse. It says that Jehovah Shammah, the God who is there, is our God. Notice what it says, Isaiah 46, 3 through 5. Listen to me, descendants of Jacob, all you who remain in Israel. I have cared for you since you were born. Yes, I carried you before you were born. I will be your God throughout your lifetime until your hair is white with age. I made you, and I will care for you. I will carry you along and save you. To whom will you compare me? Who is my equal? Who is my equal? There's no one. Jehovah Shammah, the God who is there. And that's the reason this little statement that uh, I learned years and years ago has meant so much to me over the years. It's this. No opportunity or problem is too big for God's power. No opportunity or problem is too big for God's power, and no person is too small for God to love and to lead. I'd like for us just to say that together. No opportunity or problem is too big for God's power, and no person is too small for God's love. So, that's God's message to you and to me. Now, the question is, Will we believe it? And you know how we'll know <laughs> when we come next week and we look back over the week and say, have I had great hope this week? No matter what storm came, my captain's there. I'm okay. He's always with me. Or were we allowing fear and worry and trees crashing on our roof to mess us up and to discourage us and to cause us to fear? we got a God who's great. That's why we sing hallelujah to him. I sing a hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Father, thank you so much for your word to us. And I pray that you will help us now not to be just hearers of the word. Because you want this to be real this week in every one of our lives. You are our Jehovah Shammah our God who is always with us. May we recognize that, remember that this afternoon, this evening, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and on the way to church next Sunday. May you let that give us great confidence, great hope, and we thank you for who you are and what you do. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening. If you're new or want to know more about our Simple Church family, you can visit us online at simple.church or by downloading our simple.church app.